0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes let's go and with us right now we have laura gale and laura you're the owner of lauraiswriting.com and laura you are a ghostwriter and editor thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me josh i'm really pleased to be here
0: What brought you to ghostwriting? You're obviously mortal and human in the Uh, flesh. So that's my only ghost joke of the the interview. Appreciate (laughs) it.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got my start. I did a degree in writing and publishing. I had always been a total bookworm as a kid and had just really not really considered any other Career path, and I got a gig in a publishing house straight out of university. And uh, in about 2011, there was a big change in the publishing landscape with Amazon really coming to the forefront and eBooks really taking off. And there was a lot of restructuring going on in the publishing world. And I thought I need to get something that's a little bit more independent and that I can be a bit more flexible with. So I struck out on my own and went into content marketing and my role in the publishing house had been in publicity. So I had a good sense of how to get content out there and kind of in front of people. So helping clients with content marketing and eventually somebody asked me to help them write a book, having heard that I had come out of the, the publishing world. And that project was really fun and it went really well. He sold a lot of books, got a lot of new clients and I thought I could do that. So I kind of just doubled down on it and that's several years ago now. So yeah, that's yeah. all I do.
0: So what is the, I'm curious about, you know, I'm going to ask you, it's going to be two different questions here, uh, but I'm curious about what the ghostwriting experience is like for you uh, and then what the ghostwriting experience is like for the client. So we'll start with you. What's it, what's it like (laughs) for you?
1: For me, it's really fun. I get to spend a lot of time in very deep conversation with some very interesting, intelligent, accomplished people. I get to delve into stories that they really don't tell anybody else and have conversations that they really don't get to have very often. So there's a lot of uh, interest there for me and every project is very different. So I'm never bored and I get to really sort of I feel like I'm constantly honing my own ability against their abilities because every entrepreneur is so good at their own thing that every project teaches me something new about business. And so the, the, the process for me is very educational and very uh, inspiring each mm-hmm. time. For the client, it's very much, um, I think it can be uncomfortable at times because you're really pulling back the curtain on um, something that you've been building, you know, usually for years and years. It's something that's very precious to you. Uh, something that a lot of your struggle and a lot of your effort has gone into. There are many sacrifices that go into building a business. And so for a lot of the people I work with, the first time they ever talk to anybody about that Mm -hmm. is when they decide to write their book. So I'm often kind of the first person that they tell that to, um, but my goal is always to make it feel like a very safe experience, a very comfortable, fun experience. Um, I try to bring a lot of energy to the process and a lot of you know, undivided attention so that they really feel like their story is in safe hands.
0: Yeah. Um, Laura, do you specialize in certain types of books?
1: I work exclusively with entrepreneurs, but I skew towards more sort of memoir style people who are looking to give back something to their community, who want it, who are wanting to leave a legacy. Um, not so much the here's how you click this button and write that ad and, you know, do these really tactical things, but people who are wanting to really teach bigger lessons.
0: Interesting. Um, so I guess, you know, the question I'd have is how how expensive is it to hire a ghostwriter? I mean, and, and maybe you could speak kind of generally and then maybe what engagement typically looks like for you.
1: Sure. So there's a range there, obviously, as there always is with services like yeah. this. At the low end, I think you'd be looking at about 10,000 US uh, for a project. And I'd say that probably that's a really entry level fee. Um, so if you're not very far along in your business or you're comfortable kind of being quite hands-on with the process and I think that's that's kind of the low end that you would expect, up to seventy or eighty thousand dollars at the very high end. And that's sort of the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who, you know, Mm -hmm. comes and lives in your house for two years.
0: Um, Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) That's you know, that's a very, very far end. So I'm about in the middle. I charge forty thousand for a project. So not coming to your house, we're not going to spend <laughs> I, two years on it, but we are going to go really deep. So yeah. it's, it's a happy medium. Um,
0: and, and then who generally is that, I mean, I mean someone looking at this as kind of a return on investment. And if so, what do you know about the business around um producing the book?
1: So most of my clients are not going to make a ton of money on the front end sales of the book. Most of them will recoup their investment on one or two usually uh, client engagements that happen as a result of of the book. So what tends to happen when you write a book is that somebody goes through this very immersive process with you. It's very intimate to read somebody's story um, and to spend all of this time with somebody in their own words. And so... Um, usually once a prospect has read your book and comes to the point that they're going to have a sales conversation with you, they're really already sold. So those conversations become much easier. Conversions tend to go up, your lead flow tends to go up, um, and the qualification of those leads tends to be much higher. And so if you have a high-end service, a high-ticket item, then having a book is a really great way to sort of pre-qualify your leads and to make sure that the people that are coming into your funnel are just about guaranteed to want to work with you.
0: Yeah, yeah um and then um, I, I guess the the titles that you've worked on so far um, I don't know if you could want to, if you can uh, share any of the titles or maybe uh, just a little bit more about your previous work or your previous experiences would be would be very cool to learn about
1: so um some of them I can talk about not all but some mm-hmm. um one project I really enjoyed was with Brian Kurtz, who wrote Over Delivery. He is has been in the direct response marketing world for about 40 years. And so he's seen a lot of change mm-hmm. in the marketing industry and really wanted to teach the foundational stuff that is true, no matter which medium you're working in, no matter which market you're working in. And so that was very educational for me. Um, The Sober Entrepreneur with Russ Perry, he he founded uh, Design Pickle, which is one of the largest design agencies in the world. And he had been sort of a serial wanting to be entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. uh, had a real um, moment of clarity that until he got sober, that success that he was seeking wasn't going to happen. And so this is his story of becoming sober and then starting to build this incredible Mm -hmm. business, which I think is now at close to nine figures. So Pretty impressive guy. Um, another one would be Carrie masters who, uh, created, um, a, an Amazon marketing agency and she's had a huge amount of success. We've actually done two books together now. So she's, uh, she's (laughs) flying. And, Mm. um, yeah, I mean, there's, I've done about 20 books at this point. So
0: what does your schedule look like day to day?
1: Day-to-day, I usually, I have a five-month-old pup, so that's (laughs) kind of dominating my mornings right now. But um, once he is walked and fed and everything, um, normally I will sit down and spend the first two to three hours of the day just writing. Um, Either that will be going through interviews and taking out the parts that are interesting and useful and putting them into um, sort of draft form or going back over draft and making it better. Um, So the first two or three hours are kind of key creative time once I get to lunch and beyond, then typically I'm sort of through my creative reserve for the day and I want to move on to more sort of administrative things, tactical stuff, um, things for my own business. So there's there's a lot of moving parts that go into publishing a book. So uh, once the actual drafting is complete and all the editing's done and the book's ready to be published. Um, the the focus shifts a lot to sort of the button clicking and making sure that everything is on Amazon correctly, all the marketing's in place and and that, you know, everybody's getting what they need.
0: Take me through a kind of the project management aspect of everything, or let's say someone were to say, well, I'm going to take a shot at this and I want to organize my own thoughts for producing a book. Like, is there a, a great way to structure what that looks like? I mean, do you begin by saying, okay, well, here's what all the chapters should be and then just kind of fill in the gaps or like, what, what do you, and I know every book is going to be different, but I don't know if there are any general principles for just managing everything. I
1: think it's really important to have a sense strategically of what you want the book to do. So what do you want the reader to go away with at the end of having read this book? Um, My role In these projects is to be an advocate for the reader. And so if you're doing it for yourself, you need to be constantly thinking, is this what the reader needs to hear? Is it what they want to hear? So if you have that sort of guiding principle in front of you at all times, and I sort of use it as a yes, no filter, like, does this piece of information serve what I'm trying to teach my reader? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, it doesn't mean it's bad information. It just means that it's not right for this particular book. So once you've got that strategic sense, then you can build an outline. And I recommend just dumping every idea that you have that fits within this filter into a document and then going deeper and deeper in a number of sort of uh, rounds to to flesh out those ideas. So if you start with 10 or 15 big ideas and you can fit, say, four or five subcategories within each of those and then come up with a few anecdotes and stories or you know successes that you can share related to those points then you've got a pretty detailed outline to work from and it becomes a question of kind of just joining joining the dots um i like to go through it really methodically like this because i make sure i don't miss anything and i can see if it's a logical structure if it's a compelling structure um it doesn't work for me as well to just fly by the seat of my pants
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, let's just start writing and see where we go.
1: (laughs) It's probably good for fiction, not so great for somebody's life
0: story. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So, you know, when someone, say an entrepreneur wants to do a book, um, I think everyone knows by now, or at least I hope they know that they say, well, I'm going to create this book and then I'm going to make a million dollars in book sales. Um, That's not why generally you do a book. It's, possible, kind of like Jim Carrey possible, like it's uh, one in a million, you know, that you could, but for the most part, a book gives you much more than just uh, uh, riches from book sales. And uh, what are some of those other things that an entrepreneur, the other reasons why an entrepreneur might want to get everything produced into a book?
1: Well, like we talked about before, Josh, you can do a lot more selling of your high ticket items and your Mm -hmm. high ticket price uh, services, but there's also a lot of opportunities that come along once you have a book out in the marketplace. And for me, the big Things to focus on are speaking engagements because they also really amplify your authority and your reach and you can use your book at speaking engagements as well so if you take a few hundred copies of your book and give one out to to the audience for free and you know you're generous with your information that way you make a really deep impression on that audience and they are much more likely to engage with you in the future Um, Mm. Having a book is a great reason to get on podcast. It gives you something to talk about. Um, It's a great way to reach out to traditional media and get coverage that way. Um, For a lot of these options, you know, marketing really relies on having interesting hooks and, you know, something relevant um, that you can use to connect with the right audience. And having a book that's really targeted with the reader in mind means that those opportunities just become very plentiful. Um, It means that you can uh, go to conferences and hand it out to people who are your ideal customers. It means you can connect with people really quickly. If you're looking to get clients, you can mail the book to your ideal clients no one's assistant is going to throw out that mail if you send them a big package with a book and a personal note in it. So it's a great way to get past gatekeepers. There's just a lot of uses. You can be very creative once you have a book because it just means people just take you seriously when you have one. So it it helps a lot.
0: Yeah. you know, And there are a lot of other, like you can make it part of your your sales and marketing system as well. And so I, I see a lot of marketers that will advertise their book and just say, hey, pay for shipping and I'll send it to you. Or, you know, they make it a part of their funnel. If someone opts in and wants that book, then obviously, well, hopefully they're interested in that subject. So, it's a great way to kind of sort um, the, the the people that would be a good use of your time to communicate with. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's a lot of, um, and I agree with you, you know, you can pass out business cards, you can snail mail, junk mail, or, you know, spam people, or you could mail them a book. <laughs> and, you know, the book communicates, hey, at, I at least have the authority to put my thoughts together in a book. And I, you know, I think most people say, look, I know it's it's a lot of work or a lot of investment to get a book done, Um so, yeah, so it, it's it's helpful for that authority. I think, again, I, I agree with you that, you know, getting on panels, speaking, whether that's physical, on stage or virtually, um, the book can kind of open up some doors there as well. Um, I, I, the, uh, you know, I was thinking about in terms of the the book um distribution are there like if someone says well are are you can you help me get this on amazon and the other booksellers is 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 it that I, i know it's not really that hard um but i think there's probably still some sorcery that some people just haven't been through that uh so they don't know what to do but how do you get it into the regular channels
1: so I totally understand that people feel like it's just a black box that's yeah, right. <laughs> and it it is a bit of a challenging system just because none of the platforms are really communicating with each other and publishing for many years has been a bit of a racket you know there are things that so you, you can only do through one provider and you have to pay these you know big fees for stuff. So the, mm-hmm. to, to publish a book, you need an ISBN, which is um, the little string of numbers on the back of the book that identifies it when you take it up to the counter and they scan it. Um, so each of your books need a barcode. You need to have all of these kind of little niggly pieces ordered before you sort of go ahead and list it. But once you've got those and it's easy, you just go to myidentifiers.com. You can buy all of those things it's pretty straightforward once you know how to know how to do it. Um, Once you've got those, you can go to Amazon. Um, You just need to create an author profile and they've got a pretty intuitive wizard to get yourself set up there. Um, You just go to what's the website, Um, kindledirectpublishing.com. Then another platform that I really like to use on top of Amazon is called ingramspark.com. And basically Ingram is this massive platform that will list your book on all online distribution channels. Wow. So it's, it's a one-stop shop. Um, so, will... me,
0: so, so Laura, you just gave three really good resources. Uh, so what, what was that? What was the first one that was, you, do you recall the three, three websites? Yeah, so
1: the first I meant to write might... these down and I'm like, <laughs>
0: Oh man, she's giving out websites. Shoot.
1: So the first one is
0: myidentifiers.com. That's it. Need...
1: My Yeah. So you need an ISBN for every different format of your book.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and you need barcodes for all the physical formats of your book. Right. Um, obviously, you don't need one for an ebook or an audio book, but for paperback and hardbacks, you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, Kindle Direct Publishing is the website that you list on for Amazon. You can just use your regular Amazon sign-in details, the same one that you buy all of your prime orders wow. through. Um, You also need to set up on Amazon, a profile on author central. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you list on, when you've listed your book, it will be listed separately. So this is like where it gets really into the weeds, but all of your different formats will be listed separately on Amazon, which means that when someone goes to the search results to look for your book, they will see multiple listings and you really want it to just show up with one listing. It's better for your search ranking it's better for the sales velocity yeah. um, it's much less confusing for your audience it's much um, more likely to collate your uh, reviews into like a bigger number um, so you need to set up an author profile and you need to contact the author profiles customer service and ask them to merge those listings so you have it in one place um, so as I said, super into the weeds there, but um, mm-hmm. the other website is and that's Ingram Spark, and that's I N G R A M Spark S P A R K dot com, mm-hmm. and Ingram is where you can list the book on all the different websites in the world. So if you oh. want to get it in libraries, that's where you do it. Wholesalers, that's where you do it. Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Nook, all of the different distributors, you can do it through there. Ingram and Amazon both have print-on-demand capabilities. Um, Ingram's print quality I think is a little bit better and a little bit more consistent, a little bit more expensive as well, but the end product is really nice. Um, Ingram also integrates with Amazon. So if somebody orders through Amazon, Ingram will fulfill that order for you. Um, but I prefer to set those two up separately just because Amazon is kind of its own sandpit. You want to play within their rules pretty carefully. So um, Ingram for everything else, Amazon on its own.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. It's important. It's important. Yeah. Um, So in addition to ghostwriting, you do editing and coaching as well. Um, Just maybe a bit on that.
1: Sure. So often people will come to me and say, I've written nine of the 15 chapters that I want to write and I'm really stuck. And my role there is to either take it over from them um, or coach them through it. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people will say I've written the whole thing and it really needs another pair of eyes on it. I can't see what I can't see. Yeah. So a lot of the time, what I'm doing there is just providing some external perspective. And with editing, there are multiple types that you can go through this. So there's structural editing, which is that 30,000 foot view where you're saying, okay, I don't think this chapter really makes sense, or this quote is out of place, or I'm confused about what this means. Like this whole section is boring or dragging or whatever. Um, It's that really like high level stuff that helps you see just the parts of the book that need to be reworked for it to flow properly. Um, then there's um, what I would call um, copy editing, which is where you're going through and just making sure that everything sounds right. You've got all of the kind of correct places, correct words in the correct places, basically. And then there's proofreading, which is going through sort of line by line and making sure that every character is perfect. And, um, so each book should be going through all three of those, preferably Twice, um, but obviously, you know, it, there are constraints on people's time and resources and everything, um, at least once for all three of those stages. Um, so I can do that for people. And then coaching tends to be more where someone is really keen to write their own book. So they're maybe not a writer by trade, but they're confident writing, they're comfortable putting their thoughts down kind of cohesively. And they just need someone to keep them accountable, keep the process moving, tell them what to do next, and just help them with that kind of critical feedback.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, Laura, Gail, thank you so much. And thank you for all the great resources that you've shared as well. Your website is Laura is. Writing.com. And again, you do ghostwriting, editing, and coaching. Uh, you've been featured many, many places. Uh, We've got many, many mutual connections. Thank you so much for joining us. And anything else that, uh, like if someone says, uh, aside from just going to your website, uh, is there anything in particular that you'd recommend for someone that's like, I really want to learn more about Laura, like where would they start?
1: Um, So I've written a couple of books of my own. Probably the most relevant to this interest is called How to Write This Book, and that's Mm -hmm. How to Write publish and market your business bestseller. So that book is a great place to start just to understand the whole process and kind of how I think about approaching it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done, I also uh, run a podcast called The Business of Writing. Um, I co-host that with a copywriter called Rachel Mazza. So that's another good place. Um, We talk a lot about the business aspect of publishing and and working as as an entrepreneur and and kind of how writing fits into um, a
0: traditional business. Fantastic. And you also have a podcast, uh, the Bow podcast, the Business of Writing podcast. Yes. So, excellent. Laura, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us again, Laura Gale. Your website is lauraiswriting.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com/guest. that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement.